Mr. Ward, how would you like to make $50 million on a warm summer's evening? On a train bound for nowhere, met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life. Out of reading people's faces Think about everything we did, all those people we saved the way they held their eyes. Look what it does you don't mind my But what if I can see you're out of What if just once We did something just for us You ready to play? There's 200 million dollars in the vault beneath the strip with a 32-hour window to get it out. Find the safe. This should be a simple in and out. It's not too late to go back. think they are. They're smarter. They're faster. They're organized. The best that you can hope for is to die. Oh, Shiza. You got no to That's crossing the line. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. What's going on, guys? It's Leo here with Alex to review Army of the Dead which came out on Netflix this past weekend, actually on Friday, this past Friday, and was showing in theaters the week before a little bit early. But this is a Zack Snyder film, and that man has had quite a big year this year with, uh, of course, the Zack Snyder Justice League, and now this not too long after. So this movie was directed by Zack Snyder, and it's, it, it follows following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas. A group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. And it stars Dave Bautista, Ella Pinnell, Amari Hardwick, Ana de la Rigura, Theo Rossi, and a slew of other people, including Tig Notaro, which might even dive into that in the, re in the review as well, because that was quite the process to get Tig Notaro <laughs> in the movie. Definitely. But guys, glad to be here. Alex, man, how you feeling? 
good. It's been a while since I've been on the podcast and I'm the co-creator. Like, I mean, I, I like my schedule just hasn't worked out. So I'm very happy to be back uh, talking about uh, Army of the Dead from a filmmaker that I think everybody in the Cinemania group knows I'm not very fond of, but we'll see how it goes with this review, you know? And a pretty divisive filmmaker, I would say. And yeah, this is yeah. our first review together, man. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to talk about it with you. So let's just start out with like the good, man. Like what what did you like about Army of the Dead? And kind of just give me, let me know how you felt about it. Were you hot, cold? How did you feel about Army of the Dead? I, I, think, I think I'm more hot. Like I, I want to say like somewhere like, in the middle, but like slightly above the middle. Um, I definitely think that this is Snyder's best film since Watchmen. Uh, I know Ooh. all the Snyder cut fans, uh, Snyder cut fans are going to come at me for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I mean, this is, yeah, it's by far the most fun I've had watching a Zack Snyder film in a long time. Um, he did a lot of uh, interesting things with the zombies. I like, it, it was in a way him going back to his roots. Cause he started with Dawn of the dead mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. Um, while it doesn't feel like it's wholly original, I think he does enough to make it feel fresh and unique and at least feel new or something that we haven't seen in a while. Um, he does a really great, great job, uh, with the action sequences. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, we'll probably talk about some of them, but there's one in the middle in particular that I was very fond of. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about it now. I mean, we can talk about it more when we get into the positives and all that. Uh, it was just the sense of fun that i had uh with this movie that again like i haven't had since like 300 like i think what actually really worked for me too in this movie was that Zack snyder really i don't i don't want to say ditched his style but it seems like he was a bit more restrained Mm -hmm. on going towards like his slow-mo style like it's still in there a little bit but not to the extent of his previous movies and i think that that was something i appreciated especially since i understand he didn't invent like slow motion, but he popularized it. And it seemed like everybody for the longest time, because we all know Hollywood is trendy. Just mm-hmm. kept seeing like, it just seemed like they kept trying to like emulate like slow-mo. And I'm like, okay, enough Hollywood. Like this is one of your trends. Like we had like the trend of the villain getting trapped and then escaping with no real objective plan. <laughs> and, then, and then, Oh, Hey, um, beam in the sky plot. And then, Oh, uh, what is it? Uh, cast this really famous hot actor right now uh, as this villain in uh, an iconic franchise, but say he's not playing this iconic villain when he actually is, but <laughs> has no impact on the story, you know? So, like, trends like that, like, I I think the slow-mo fell into that category as well. Um, so I was, I was actually really happy that Snyder... I, I was fine with the minimal instances where he did use it, because I think... I think not only was he restrained in not using it, but I think he used it in the moments where the film needed it. Yeah, it was very tastefully used because let's be real here: three hundred is slow by after slow by after slow by after slow. But I mean, here <laughs> it was that very. Guy fell down the well for like twenty minutes. So <laughs> this is Sparta, cake. It's just like no. Twenty minutes later, no, I'm still yeah. falling. And it, look here, it was used in a very stylized way. And yeah. I think the action sequences are another level. Like, they were so entertaining. Yeah. And I, look, I, I like Dawn of the Dead a lot, but it yeah. didn't have the action packed into this. Right. This was right. just like this, straight up uh, freaking 
Dave Batista running through the casino. <laughs> I, I never thought I would like, it's not the highlight of the film, but I never thought like, Somebody like Dave Bautista running across a bunch of blackjack tables, just shooting zombies. Shooting in the face, zombies. Would so put a good. zombie on, or would put a zombie on my face, a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, this film, I had a good time with it. I thought it was fun. I think there are some moments in the second act that we'll get to negative yeah. a little bit later, but that kind of dragged it down for me. It had a lot of momentum going in, especially when they dived right into the heist. Like when they first get there, they're having to navigate through the zombies. It is very claustrophobic at first and does remind you a little bit of a zombie movie, but it's a zombie movie without the horror, really. And yes, exactly. You know, I, I, I like and don't like that at the same time because I didn't want the zombies to be maybe a little more emphasized and to have a little bit more horror-esque attributes, but I did love the zombie tiger. I thought that was <laughs> The awesome. zombie tiger was awesome. Oh the my main God. zombie. Yeah, the main zombie too. Um, what was his name? Zeus? Was it just me? Or did he remind you of one of the Lycans from Resident Evil Village? I don't know. Dude, he was just ruthless, man. I'm like, what the? Yeah. This guy's got a cape going on? Back, going back to the Going back to the tiger thing too, like there was some, there was a good kill with that tiger. Oh my god, that tiger tore one of them up. Like I mean, <laughs> seriously, ah man, we're diving into spoilers a little bit. But <laughs> it's, I mean, since we gave our overall thoughts, let's just go ahead and dive into spoilers, man. We'll just dive right into spoilers now since we we already kind of did. But yeah, uh, just let me know like some really like let's talk positives first, or we okay. even dive into overall thoughts. Let's just talk positives. Spoiler. That spoiler yeah. game's gone, so we can dive right into it. But <laughs> I think starting off, man, that tiger, absolutely <laughs> excellent, bro. Like there, there, we were talking about it just a couple seconds ago. That moment where he rips off one of the team members' faces, yeah, the guy that was dude. betraying them and who was posted up in the group what's, the whole time just to keep tabs and get out when he could. What's that Carol Baskin documentary on Netflix? That's what I thought of every time. I oh, my God. <laughs> she actually helped the process, too. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like she was somehow involved in the process. Jesus. That's like, crazy. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. But I think it was – I think her role in it was before even the Tiger King stuff came out. So that's it. That was Tiger King. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's tiger stuff. Is it Tiger Blood? Tiger Money? Oh, my God. That <laughs> – ridiculous documentary but this tiger I, was even more ridiculous it. than that yeah yeah th- I, this tiger would definitely put that documentary to shame i bet oh my god the blood the gore the kills yeah. Dude, they were just that, so that, high caliber man since we're talking spoilers there was that one zombie death that i loved where like the two doors close and it just splats like smushes oh the zombie i was like perfect <laughs> that's all i needed it's so good. And, you know, I, that's one thing when I was saying earlier, it's not very horror and I do and don't like it. What I do like about it is that there's still this over the top gore. Yeah. And they could just kill these zombies and dispose of the zomb- these zombies e- pretty with ease at first. I yeah. was saying then once the horde starts getting bigger and bigger, they start to struggle. But I love the kills in this movie. Like, Dude, there's, there's, there's Dave Batista running on slot machines, gunning yeah. down zombies. <laughs> probably one of the best things I've seen all year. Oh, yeah. And just all these over-the-top, amazing, gore-filled kills are just phenomenal, man. Phenomenal. And I think that's what works oh, when blending that heist, dra- that heist with the zombie film. 
since we yeah. kind of got a, a genre crossover, I think that was what works really well is that you can go yeah. all the way. And these this team of characters is like a bunch of people who are trained to do these things besides mm-hmm. one guy. Yeah. But most of them are actually trained. They know what they're doing. So it's like you get to really just hit back and kind of watch them kill some zombies like as if you're in Resident Evil Village. <laughs> yeah, the safecracker guy was the best. Oh my god, yes. I forget his name. Is it like Deedler or something? I can't remember, but him and Amari Hardwick had really good chemistry yeah, together. They were great. Yeah, I love that their friendship built over the movie. You know, of course, in the beginning, the guy was a little... He, he was a little nervous to go in. He only had a spike bag and everybody else had a gun. But Amari Hardwick and him really did get close. And man, <laughs> he, he saved Amari's life. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah. Um, there's one action scene in the middle, since we're talking about spoilers, that I thought was very brilliant. It's that one where it's like they're walking through like the hallways and it's like the, the zombies are like standing up, but I think they're like asleep. And then oh, they like, yeah. sneak through like the the like the crowd is zombies and then I forget I forget her name, but there's like that that one uh woman that's with them and all of a sudden like she she is she knife one of them or is she shoot one of them? I forget. I think she just knifed one and then uh like a lunch tray fell down yeah, and like, everybody yeah. woke up. <laughs> yeah, like just watching them though, like fight the zombies in that sequence. That was like the moment where you were talking about before, where it was like, it made you feel claustrophobic. But I also felt that like a lot of the tension uh, was built in that sequence. Like I felt like there were actual stakes in that sequence. And I think that that's another positive I have with this film. This is probably the first Zack Snyder film in a while for me that felt like it had tension and it felt like it had suspense. Yeah, there were stakes in that moment because it's like, yo, you got to creep past these zombies or yeah. else they're going to wake up and hold words on you. It happened. I was like, this is going to be one of the standout action sequences of the year for me. I mean, and it was so excellent how that that character just fought through as many of the horde as she could. And she, I thought maybe she had a chance to escape. I'm not yeah, even front. I thought I was like, she was okay. going to at first because then she, comes, she just comes – uh, flying through the glass, and I'm like, "Holy shit, she's still going at it!" Yeah, <laughs> dual pistols, yeah. man. She just really, and then I mean, she got all the way down to her knife and was just taking one zombie out by the other, just yeah. knifing them all down. And I'm like, "Dude, she's gonna make her way out of this," and she ended up not. But yeah. man, that <laughs> I agree with you—a standout action sequence in the movie, and I think. That's where the movie, one of the points where the movie is at its highest, because unfortunately, yeah. I think in that second Definitely. act, when they're kind of just trying was, to sneak around and break into the safe, it really was was really yeah. just kind of down for me. It was dragging. I think that's kind of where that two-hour, 40-minute mark I, de- I definitely felt I definitely felt the two and a half hour runtime in the second half because it was like the first I mean, the first half, I guess, was like you, there wasn't much action in the first half, but I guess it was building to them getting to that um, to that vault in the uh, Vegas uh, casino hotel, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, uh, with the zombie action mixed in. But then once they actually get to the vault, it seemed like I looked at the runtime and I said, wait, they're they're already doing the heist and there's another like 50 like 45 minutes left i'm like yeah. what the hell else do we have to do oh we're gonna escape from the zombies like and then it, you get to the end too and it's like there's an i remember looking at the timestamp again there's another 27 minutes the movie's over mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what the hell else they fly away on the helicopter and yeah, yeah it was like 
oh, we're right. We got another thirty minutes for you. Like, okay, uh, what else can you really say? Like, I, I get, I get what Snyder was going for, like in that last thirty minutes, and I, I, I definitely think it's one of the stronger aspects of the film. I didn't mention it in my review, and I wish I did. Was that whole um, daughter father dynamic uh, between mm-hmm. Ella Purnell and uh, Dave Bautista's characters? Which, thinking about it now, I think is definitely one of the strongest points of the film and you can obviously tell that that was done because Zach, uh, Zack Snyder's daughter, uh, you know, I mean, obviously yeah. meant the world to him. And unfortunately she, you know, there was a tragedy there. Um, so I, I understand what he was going for and I think it mostly worked. I just think getting to that point, uh, especially in the second half of the film, it just, it felt bloated after a while. Like I felt like there were a few subplots where I was like, you could do without this, you know, we don't, we don't need to see this right now. And then, the ending for me, uh, I, I a lot. I from what I've heard, a lot of people don't like the ending. Yeah, you know, and and going back to the relationship between Dave Bautista and Ella Purnell's character, I said in my review, I wasn't big on it because I think some of it clashed with the yeah. other stories that were going on. But I do yeah. think the two of them acted very well together, and I yeah. did like their chemistry. I like, I felt the father daughter relationship. I really yeah. liked the the piece toward the ending where he talks about the lobster shop starting like his own food cart, and he was talking yeah. to her about that in the like the middle of the movie, and then in the end brings it back up again. I thought that was like such a neat little button to their relationship, but yeah. I think sometimes it kind of clashed with okay, we're here doing the ice, we need to be getting through these zombies. It was like, okay, that's where that two-hour, 40-minute mark for me was just too much. Oh, yeah, and there's a lot of complaints on Twitter about the, the cinematography. And to be honest, how I felt when I was watching it is I know there's a lot of extreme closes and that there's a lot of depth of field. So there's a lot of like blurred backgrounds and things like that. Mm-hmm. For me, what that did for me is it made me – it put me in the perspective of actually being there. Because I'm like, if you're in front of a zombie and a zombie is running to attack you, are you really going to notice everything else around you? Yeah, Not really. It, you're just going to see that zombie running after you. Yeah, everything so, else is just going to blur out in your Yeah. I thought that was kind of the point of making those bouquets like that, where it was this blurred background, but the zombies were super focused. I think it, really, it maybe didn't translate as well, but... That's just how I felt when I was doing it. How did you feel about the cinematography in that part? To be to be honest with you, dude, I didn't even notice. Like, oh really? Yeah, I was I was just there, like watching the movie. I was like, okay, the characters are in this place. Characters and they're like, oh, I noticed like how like shots are framed and like you know like the landscape of a shot. But I I didn't for some reason like I didn't pick up on anything being like blurred or you it know extreme extreme. Close. Yeah, like I think I like I said I think in terms of style from Snyder, like I think it's the most restrained he's been in a while. Like I think mm-hmm. he just set out to make a straightforward movie, and I, I think people complaining about that are probably just looking at like stuff to probably nitpick. But mm-hmm. that's just me. <laughs> I think they were probably looking for more of a Dawn of the Dead experience, filled yeah. with a little bit more horror and a little bit more claustrophobia. Yeah, and that's not necessarily what this is. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a high stakes heist with zombies right. surrounding it. Right. And so it's it's an action movie. It's an yeah. action movie with zombies, and I think a lot of people associate zombies with horror. So we want to see people getting really closed in on and ate up and things like that. But it's like this team of people they're the most qualified to do this job. So they're going to be taking out zombies left and right. 
until yeah. it does get down to the wire. And so yeah. I, I, I think with this film, I thought the first act was strong. I thought the third act was strong, but it was just that second act that really dragged it down for me. What are some yeah. things for you that uh, you didn't really like about the film? Uh, def- I mean, definitely, I think the I think it's definitely too long. Um, yeah. it, it definitely, like I said, I felt the runtime towards the end. I think it's just a little bit bloated. Like I understand what Snyder was going for with the whole father daughter relationship thing, but there was just like some subplots that I didn't care about. Uh, what, what's that actress? What's her, what's her name? Nora and Zeter. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Um, but like that whole subplot with oh, the coyote. Uh, yeah, and I was just like, what? Like, what were her motivations? Like, I, I had a hard time. Like, I was confused with that. Like, what the hell she was even doing half the movie? I'm like, uh, like, you could do away with that. Uh, I think once you got to the uh, act, like them actually getting into the vault, I think it, it felt like it took forever for the movie to end from there on out. And then mm-hmm. the ending, the ending itself, I was, I wasn't really too huge on. Um, I don't know, like, I guess in my review, I had said that it just seemed like we're now, like, expanding this to, like, a worldwide thing where it seemed like it was contained in Vegas. Yeah. But, but like, I think that, I think that kind of contradicts the entire movie, because, like, is is this only happening in Vegas, or is this happening everywhere else, and we just don't know about it, but now we're actually, like, now he, that, uh, Omari Hardwick's on the plane, and he's infected, like, does this mean that the rest of the world is going to get infected? Like, we don't know if the rest of the world is infected yet. Like, yeah, it, it kind of like, it, it's kind of like opening up its own universe. Yeah. So I see where you're going, but it was kind of like, okay, is let's wrap it Are they doing a sequel? I believe so. I want to say there's like an anime in the works and all kind yeah. of stuff. Like there's going to be a universe surrounding this all. And, and then, and then that's not only my problem with that ending. I feel like the ending, like it doesn't end. It just stops. It dragged on and on yeah. and on because you had Scott and his daughter. And it was like, okay, this is the perfect moment to wrap up. He made the sacrifice. We all knew that was happening. Yeah. Going into the movie. I figured, okay, his daughter's going to be the only survivor. Boom. Okay. It happens. Nataro's character didn't even make it, which was sad, but yeah. I, I knew the daughter was going to be the only one walking away, and so I was like, okay, this sweet, somber moment, he brings up the lobster food truck that he was going to make, and she's like, I'm mm-hmm. going to make it happen, things like that, giving him these promises. I thought that was such a nice way to end it all. Mm-hmm. Boom, Same. it's done. And Same. then you go back to Amari Hardwick, and we're dragging that story out way too long. I think it was another, like, six, seven minutes of him, Okay. Yeah, I mean, what are what they it, doing with him? <laughs> what it what it reminded me of was like George Lucas watching his original cut for the Phantom Menace and him agonizing over the fact that he couldn't cut anything because it all tied back to the main story, so he had to leave it in the movie. Like to me, this is the Snyder cut. <laughs> like it's like, too long. Yeah, it's it's too long. Like it, you easily could have trimmed twenty to thirty minutes off this movie. Yeah, I don't think it needed to even be over two hours, to be honest. No, like, I think it could be an hour 45. Yeah, I think you're going away with an hour and 45, hour and 50. And a lot of people on Twitter are liking the coyote, and I like some of her 
some of her skills that she brought to the team, I guess, honestly, like some yeah. of the advice she had. Yeah, like, like she, the, she was good in that regard. It was just, yeah. it was just her character motivations. Like I felt like it kept going back and forth or to the point where I was just like, I don't know anymore. Right. I'm like, well, are you a traitor? Cause you yeah. got the head. Well, what's yeah. going on here? And so it wasn't really that clear until toward the end when she shows the head to the, yeah, zombies. I just was like, okay, this maybe was a little, executed a little poorly. Just a yeah, really pissed off that zombie though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was not uh, not happy about that at all, no. man. I mean, oof. But yeah, I like that zombie a lot. I think I think that fight in the helicopter though was pretty good at the end. Uh, that was awesome because there was so much adrenaline and yeah, I, everybody was nervous. I mean, watching that scene, it's like, okay, is he gonna make it out of this? Like, what? You know what I wish happened? They threw him out of the helicopter and then he got chopped up by the blades. That would have been awesome. Oh my I know God, it's been done been a million so times bad. before, but it would have been that much more satisfying. Well, speaking of helicopter, how <laughs> amazingly was Tig Notaro edited yeah. into this movie? Yeah, not oh, only that, close. but like how amazingly did they weave her into the film without her actually being on set? Oh man. Like I, you cannot tell. Like you would think that she was there filming like on location, but instead she's just in front of a giant green screen for the whole thing. Like I it's mean, crazy how seamlessly like it blended. Yeah, she's she was smoothly in it, and it was because Chris Dahlia was supposed to be in it, and we know what happened with him and all that controversy. Yeah. So it was like really smoothly edited in, and even yeah. shots that just like cut to her. It looked like she was in the movie. Like I was just yeah. like, dude. It was Were crazy. You on Did they somehow just sneak you behind Christian? And then I was thinking about it like after I watched the movie, like even if the stuff with Chris D'Elia didn't happen, like I can't picture him in that role. Like, anyways. Like I yeah. feel like I feel like that would have been a miscast from the get-go anyway. Yeah, she fit better with, with the collection. Yeah, like what they were going for, I was like, this this is way better than Crystalia. I mean, regardless with the controversy or not, like this is what I wanted from this character. Like she was, she she was just awesome the whole movie. Like she was by far one of my favorite characters in the entire thing. Yeah, and it was just like Chris Delia would have been popping all these jokes and all that. Yeah, like, yeah let's get out of that. Oh, that's a, that's another positive I have. This is also uh, more humorous. It's 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 not as humorous, but there is a bit more humor in this film than in previous Snyder films that I actually liked i actually laughed in some parts it feels more laid back yeah like the the humor feels natural kind of rolls off it's yeah. nothing like forced or and i feel or like it's, not, it's, it's nothing it's nothing like batman versus superman where everything's just dark and dreary for the oh, whole movie martha i'm sorry amanda if you're listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man well let's do a lot why did you say that name man that had no business being in the movie but <laughs> Like, Zach, you know you didn't need to put that in. Yeah. Out of 10, man, where are you going with Army of the Dead? Uh, let's see. I went three out of five on Letterboxd. So I would say that's probably, for me, like the equivalent of like a 7 or a 7.5. Yeah, I'm feeling about the same. 7.5, probably a strong 7.5. Leaning yeah. even a little bit more towards an 8, too. I just think... Yeah. Yeah. I, especially that intro was great the style is yeah, awesome the credits, I like some of the best opening credits i've seen in a while probably since deadpool oh yeah 
yeah, man, I really like the setup to this and just getting like every single character and kind of taking that picture of where they're at in their situation. Really yeah. like that a lot. And I just, besides probably the middle of the second act, I did like most of the movie. Like I was, I felt like it was a joy ride. I really enjoyed the zombies, the gore, the blood. It did what it yeah. needed to do for me. It was just, it was just a sense of fun that I just haven't gotten from a Snyder film in a while. Like I feel like, I feel like he knew like what he had to do to to make this like an entertaining movie. Like I felt like I felt like it was dark at the same time uh, as it was like lighthearted. And I haven't felt like that in a Snyder film for a while. I mean, the Snyder cut had some shades of that, which is why I am like, even though I was against that thing coming out, like I do like the Snyder cut. And I think that that was a big reason why I liked it. But like, compared to like some of his other movies like BVS and I mean, man of steel as well. I just felt like they were too self-serious where I was like, okay, this is a good mix of both like the dark stuff, but also like a lighter side that I, I think you summed it up perfectly, which made the movie feel more laid back and it made it more entertaining for me. Yeah. It's a good blend. Good blend of the styles. Yeah. All right, guys, that was our army of the dead review. Alex, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me, uh, my official website, alexmaddenmovies.mystrikingly.com. Um, all my social media links are there, um, and I'll throw my YouTube out. It's just my name. Um, I'm going to be having reviews of Cruella this week, uh, Quiet Place 2 this week. I'm also seeing The Conjuring uh, 3 with the terrible long title. Um on Thursday as well. I don't know when the review will be posted. I know I'm going to have to sign an NDA um, and abide by whatever they say the embargo date is. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a press screening for this week. Um, but yeah, so expect those coming very soon on my channel. Yeah. It's like the conjuring, the devil made me do it. Ugh, Why dude, they just? I, I already told Dwayne when we do the review of that, I am going to go on a rant about that <laughs> subtitle. Because it pisses me off that they do The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, and then The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do. I'm like, where right. the fuck is the three? Just put three there and call it a day. That's yeah. all you need to do. Like, uh, they did the same thing with uh, How to Train Your Dragon. I'm like, put the three in there. The second one didn't have a subtitle. Like, they want it to be fancy. Yeah, or, or, or do I would have even been fine if they did it the John Wick way. Like, it was John Wick, John Wick Chapter 2, John Wick Chapter 3, and they gave the third one, like, uh, a subtitle but they kept like the chapter three in there i would have been fine with that yeah it was like john wick three parabellum yeah i would have been that's fine. They needed just, like the devil made me do it i'm like okay first of all you're missing the three. Second of all that's a dumb <laughs> subtitle <laughs> oh man i hope that ends up being good but guys come uh, on over to geekly goods on youtube coming up this week yes same as alex a quiet place uh also cruella dropping that on wednesday have a trailer reaction for Eternals. That was quite the teaser this morning. A little divisive as well. But uh, yeah, you got that coming up. And then Conjuring. I mean, guys, there's so much coming up. So many movies. Stay tuned, y'all. And thanks for tuning in to the Cinemania World Podcast. We'll see you next time. Adios.